everyone, and welcome to Caller ID, the podcast where I harass one person for my 12-year-old contact list and put them through an interview and other fun games. And today I have Miss Ellie. How are you doing today, Ellie? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Nice Sunday evening. I got my Pulitzer sel- <laughs> Polar Seltzer water hanging out, just chilling. Uh, nice. What were you doing as I called? Uh, just hanging out with my boyfriend. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, not really doing much. We've just been binge watching Big O all day. Big O, that that is a classic. I haven't seen that in so long since it was on like Toonami. Oh, not not that show. <laughs> Sorry, I said it. I think I said it a little bit uh, muddled there. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Yes. Big John Mouth. John Mulaney, Nick Kroll. Yes, I also enjoy that show too. That show is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that show is really good. So, um. I'll just break down how the show is going to work. Uh, we're going to start Thank off. With, we're going to start off with the interview. We're going to see if you get the job. Uh, I'm sure you will. Uh, <laughs> and then after that, I have a game for you that we'll play. And then fantastic. And after that, we'll finish off with a quick one minute, ten question trivia game. All right. I have no oh, money. Fun. No money, but if you win, you may get a bag of onions. Fantastic. Or is it a you know? The point where the points are made up and the games don't matter. Um, the games don't matter, really. Realistically, no. It's one. Of, it's one of those. Uh, I mean, I can't promise to be as cool as Drew Carey or Wayne Brady, but uh, <laughs> I can definitely guarantee that the points don't matter. <laughs> Fantastic. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I have a feeling this will be a repeat answer, but I gotta get this one out of the way. What's the history, and how do we know each other? Uh, so we met in college. Mm-hmm. We both went to Salem State University and uh, met because of the theater department. Yes, ma'am. We also did, I'm pretty sure, just like everyone else, we were freshmen at the same time, correct? Yes, we were. Yes, we did. <laughs> so we had what I like to call the little cry circle where we all sat. And oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you mean you mean theater hazing? Yes, wow. That... Where everyone was everyone was competing to be the most tortured soul in the room ah yes yes whose <laughs> whose superhero origin was the worst basically basically some people had, some people it was really sad and others of us were just like uh, i don't know what to talk about right now yeah no it was definitely it was definitely a humbling experience though to listen to everybody and understand that you know because like for me my worst thing was that i was just a black sheep and to hear everybody mm. and to hear everybody else's story i was like damn like being like being a black sheep just it ain't that bad like compared to this like you know what i mean um truly yeah i totally agree like totally agree with that uh you know it was a great way for everyone to get to know each other back then but i will say as having been a 17 year old at the time Mm. um and like not really knowing any of the people who were talking there were parts where i was oh it was so uncomfortable i agree no i agree it's not (laughs) it's not an easy it's not an easy thing to like to sit and listen to to just everyone's trauma yeah yeah it was yeah it is a lot it is a lot it's like a oh it's like getting it's like if words were like bullets almost you know what i mean exactly yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah no perfect perfect um so what have you been up to lately since then um, so obviously I, you know, graduated back in 2015. Um, I did a lot of stuff kind of bouncing around, not really sure what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I did do a bit of extra work and such. I did, um, act in a couple of plays outside of college after graduation. 
But now I am a preschool teacher, and I've been that for the past like year and a half. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I teach um, my classes pre-K, so kids who are four turning five, so that are about to be going into kindergarten in the fall. That's so cute. What is, what's like the most rewarding experience of being a preschool teacher? God, honestly, a lot of the kids can be so um, sweet. Mm-hmm. It's just really gratifying to read to them, to connect with them, talk and, and play with them, and know that they are looking to you for what they should be doing Mm. or how they should be reacting in certain situations and that you're giving them the tools to learn how to express themselves and giving them the tools to learn how to basically be a person. Right, because you have those kids at such a, like, uh, a young age. age, Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, Is there, like, what's, like, the... What's your most favorite activity to do to teach with the kids? Um, honestly, reading to them. Yes. It can be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm obviously still a very theatrical person. Mm-hmm. My kids love it when I read Junie B. Jones books to them. Ooh. So that's a lot of fun. And it's great to hear when you, when you can notice that they are reaching the point where they're actually listening to the story for the, for the actual story and mm. to get new information, um, which is something around before the age of four or so, most kids really aren't, don't not realizing that books can give them new information yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's always fun to have kids want to excitedly ask you questions about what's going to happen next and why did Junie B. Jones say what she did and why Mm. is she acting that way? Right. Right. It's like, it's nice to, it's nice that they're engaging with you, that they're interested in what you're, what you're providing to them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's what my friend Allie would like to call the light bulb moment. You know what I mean? When, when, Mm. when the kids finally like get it, they understand. Um, yes, exactly. There you go. Nice. You're doing it. You're doing a pretty good job. Um, yeah, it's always, uh, we got a, we just recently got a bunch of, um, books. The directors asked us to really go through, um, all of our book collections in everyone's classrooms and see what we were missing, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of stories were we not providing mm-hmm. our kids with? Um, and so I basically went a little bit overboard, but I bought a ton of books on characters with disability, a ton of books on characters with families and home lives that most of my children in my class don't have or may mm-hmm. not have experienced yet. And so I'm able to talk to them about it, able to present information about say a character who has two same-sex parents mm. um or a character who has a younger sibling with a disability or has one themselves mm-hmm. or is adopted or any of those kind of topics and just let them ask questions and it is interesting to see how the four-year-old brain works when presented with radically new information mm. do you find that they're more accepting and more like they try to understand it more without like any scrutiny. Absolutely. Mm. Incredibly accepting because you've got some kids who like some topics like adoption, they might already know people who have been adopted or they kind of have an idea of like step families, which they consider, they would consider to be adjacent to someone being adopted. Um, so they are, they all have been very accepting and ask questions and try their very best to understand when I present them with um, such new new topics to think about. 
yeah, that's and that's not an easy thing to do to bring re- tough real world topics to mm. a, to a child. You know what I mean? That's like a very brave thing yeah. for you to do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, especially. I with, guess I hadn't really. Well, I mean, sorry. I... No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I mean, it is a brave thing to do. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not easy to take books that are, you know, real and just. Uh, how do I explain it? It's almost like uh, Mr. Rogers. He would mm. he would sit kids down and he would talk to them about death like as if they were adults because that's just that's how you form. I mean, in my belief, that's just how you form like people who are open to trying to understand and open to learning more is like when you sit down and you talk to them about the tough stuff like as adults. Absolutely. I find especially when, like you said, like Mr. Rogers talking to kids about death, when you approach hard topics in a sort of matter of fact way with children, mm-hmm. they do accept it a lot easier. And if you just keep yourself open to their questions mm-hmm. and basically let them know that what you're talking about is something normal, mm-hmm. then they have a far easier time accepting it and thinking about it, such as, I mean, for example, death. Um, one of the little boys in my class came to me the other day because his cat had died the night before, Ugh. and it was very clear that his parents had had a very matter-of-fact conversation with him about it, about mm-hmm. why the cat had died because she had gotten so old and so sick, and he was sad about it, but he very much so understood what had happened. And that's like, that's really the base of what needs to happen is that they need to, like, they Mm. need to understand, like they need to understand what's going on around them. And you know what I mean? Like, it's tough to explain death to a kid, but like, if they don't understand it, they'll never like, it's how do they, how do you expect them to accept it as part of life? Exactly. It'll be, you know, because they'll be expecting that person or that pet to come back if uh, if you're not open with them and letting them know death is final. The pet, the cat, the grandparent, not coming back to us, but we can, as I always say to my kids when I have a, had a couple of kids that have told me, oh, my grandparent died or my pet died or my uncle oh. died ago before I was ever born. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> and I will talk with the kids about like, oh, my cat died or oh my grandfather died and it's very sad it makes me very sad sometimes but i can always remember them in my heart Hmm. yeah i mean i'm gonna totally steal a line from wandavision but what is (laughs) what is grief if not love persevering you know exactly and i think i had responded too when i thought you did yeah (laughs) i had seen you say that about how yes i kind of feel like when um, ever you feel grief for a person or a pet or anything that you have lost, it's because it's an outpouring of the love that you normally would have given them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the theater thing? You snap when you agree. You snap when you're yes. I'm snaps. Sna- I'm snap. snapping. <laughs> right now. Snap. Snap. Snaps. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's totally. It's totally true. I don't. When I I have a I had a cousin who passed a couple years ago, or not even a couple anymore. It's like five years now. Jesus. Um, mm. and we were close and like, you know, to the, like, I can talk about her and be fine, but there are moments, you know, I'm vulnerable and I think about her and it's just like, you know, it's not, it's not that I'm sad. She's, I mean, obviously I'm sad, but I, I don't cry cause I'm sad. She's gone. It's just, I'm crying cause it's like, I miss like having that happiness, you know, I don't know. Maybe it is sadness. Maybe no, I, I feel, I feel you. I, um, my grandfather died back in 2019. 
Um, so it still still feels really recent for me. Yeah. Um, and I was very, very close with him. And I liken it to that metaphor of like your grief being a box with a ball rolling around in it. Mm. And uh, there's a button that gets pushed. And every time the button gets pushed, you feel sad about that person. And some days the box is really big. And some days the box is like really small. Wow. That is such a true metaphor. I can't even... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, that is like that is like a perfect description of what grief is. Wow. Yep, so like some days I, you know, barely think of him because, you know, so much going on in life, everything is, <laughs> everything is so much and everything happens all the time. Mm. Um, and other days it's like, he's the only thing I can think about. Yeah. No, I understand. It's it's like you said that the ball on those days that ball that box is so small that the ball is just on that button. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. I understand. I'm sorry for your loss. That is, you know, I know. I we losing somebody is never is never easy. Absolutely, and thank you so much. I'm sorry for your loss as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you want to you want to switch gears for a little bit? You want to switch gears? Absolutely. Because okay. I feel like we've been talking about death for quite a bit, and especially when I'm talking about it in connection with my job, which is all four and five year olds who are normally very happy. Yeah, it was a weird twist. Um, <laughs> that conversation did take a to like a, take a nice detour, but I mean, yeah, norm. Normally, my day is uh, Sally. I saw a very large icicle on the way into school. Um, I don't know why it grew so big, but it was a very big icicle. <laughs> that's that's norm. That's the normal conversations I have with my kids. I'm yes. like, ah, oh, that's very very cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, wait, did you not bring in like, the icicle for, for telling me? me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, kids! So it's so so innocent, so easy. Um, Ellie, is there a skill or a talent you wish you had? Oh God, I wish I could sing really well. What would be the first song you'd sing? Like in front uh, of people. I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, the very first song that popped into my head just now was Como La Flor by Selena. Ooh, I like the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think I had a lot of emphasis there. But for some reason, that's the first song that popped into my head. There's okay. a lot more technically difficult songs that I really wish I could sing. But um. So does she sing the song all in Spanish? Oh, yeah. I'll, um, until her last album, the English album that was um god 90s um she sang all of her songs in spanish yeah okay all right all right do you, can you speak spanish mm, barely mm. <laughs> i remember some stuff um i wish i remembered a lot more but <sighs> those would be two cool Alas, talents to... i forgot those, those yeah, that be, also. Yeah, that would be two cool talents like if you learn spanish and ha like and sang well at the same time like You'd be Absolutely. coming out. I also, yep. I also really wish I could learn. So I really wish that I could learn Spanish more easily. Like I, you know, like I can learn Spanish, but I wish I just knew it. Um, I wish I knew how to speak Portuguese, and I wish I knew how to speak um, Irish. Okay, um, you got me with the Portuguese. I know, I know your Portuguese too, right? We're both Portuguese. Yes. Oh my god, love it, love it. <laughs> love it Have well the you... last name is Azevedo yes and yeah right no it's if you're Portuguese <laughs> you know when you're Portuguese you know you know yeah uh, um, is there a skill or talent you have now that you'd think others wish they had hmm I 
don't really know. Um, can intense patience be a skill or talent? Oh, yes. Patience is a virtue. Okay. Patience is I an did absolute not virtue. know how patient I was until I started working with children. Mm. Um, until you have had a five-year-old screaming at the top of their lungs directly in front of your face for over 15 minutes while calling you a crybaby and telling you you're a mean bully because you ask them to put on their shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, I did not know that I had it in me to just blankly take that. Wow. Yeah, no, kids are just... They're just so dramatic. <laughs> they are. They're oh, just... gosh. I once, had, I once had a little boy ask me to draw a spot. Like, he needed me to draw a spot on a picture he was making. Mm-hmm. But he asked for dots. So I drew dots. And he started crying. And oh, he kept no. trying to explain. And basically what we finally got down to after a couple minutes of him crying was he wanted me to draw, think like a leopard print pattern mm. of open spots with some, like overlapping off the edge of the paper (laughs) but he just started crying immediately it was like the end of the world to him (laughs) kids (laughs) yep (laughs) kids 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 absolutely my uh, my life right now though so yeah no but it's a good it's good to be around that it must be nice to be around such a like innocent like vibe you know what i mean like it's just they're Mm. just you know what i mean they're all young enough that it's like they don't know what the what the world is really like. They have absolutely zero clue. So it must be nice to just kind of be in that bubble, you know, for a little bit. It is. It really, really is. You love your job. That's not, you know, that's what the, that's, <laughs> that's the vibe I'm getting. You really love your job. That's awesome. I do. I really do love teaching. Good, Good for you. <laughs> I never, I didn't, it wasn't what I had pegged for myself when I was a younger. In fact, I used to um, be um, vehemently, vehemently against teaching at all, but I started it and realized that I, you know, found something that was actually very fulfilling. Mm, good for you. That, Thank you. That's the thing about life. You can always, you can always not have a plan, but you can always have an idea in mind. But life is just so random sometimes. It takes you places you never thought you'd, you'd love to be. Exactly. Like, thought I was going to be a famous actress and writer. And I still write, but I uh, haven't, you know, really haven't done much acting in the past four or so years. Mm. Do you miss it? I do. Sometimes. I mean, I really didn't do much acting when we were in school, mm-hmm. um, but I did act once we got out of school and wish I had more, don't really have a lot of opportunities outside of uh, work. And actually, like at the time, you know, before I had this job, I was working sometimes three jobs at a time, which really doesn't oh, wow. give a lot of time to pursue hobbies. Mm-mm. No, it's tough. Did you find, mm-hmm. did you find that... So do you just do the, do you just teach at preschool now? That's your one? Okay. Yep. It is a full-time job. Oh my God. That must be such a nice like weight off your shoulders, not doing three different jobs at once. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have my weekends free, have my evenings free. Mm, mm. It's nice. No, I bet. I bet. Do you have any, um, you know, you said uh, that it was tough to keep up with hobbies when you had the three jobs. Now that you only have the one job, are there any uh, interesting hobbies you have now or anything that you devote your time to? Um, so recently, well, recently-ish, uh, in 2019, I got really into genealogy and researching my family tree. And mm. I'm sure 
you can probably tell the connection there would be uh, the death of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. I suddenly got very obsessed with researching my family because, you know, like I didn't have him around anymore to ask about his aunts and uncles and his parents and his parents' parents and everything like that. So, yeah, I started, I got very, very, very into Ancestry.com and doing genealogy research. Was there anything interesting that you find doing this research that you didn't know before? Oh, tons, 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 tons. Um, I found out all the areas in Mexico where my grandmother's side of the family is from. I found out exactly where in Portugal that my great-grandfather was born and immigrated from. So it's a, and like it just in general, a lot of stuff. And it's always, um, it's an interesting feeling when Mm. you, for the first time, when you see just like one of the first documents I saw was um, a census report Mm -hmm. from like, I want to say the 1930s. And uh, it was just very sudden and very interesting to see my ancestors name in print with their ages and their birthplaces and their occupation and, I was like, oh, can read and write, did graduate high school and stuff like that. And from you're just like, whoa, this this person existed. Mm. Yeah, I they were, um, like they were alive. They were living. They were living life. Yeah, I found speaking of documents, um, mm. my mom had shown me her birth certificate from because uh, she was she was born and raised um, in the Azores. It's an island off the coast of Portugal. Um, oh, nice. My dad's been there. Your dad's been there? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, you need to go. Uh, if you haven't gone yet, I know. Ellie, he is, oh, he's told me so many times. <laughs> it is so beautiful. The ocean is nice and blue. The beaches are the beaches are just beautiful. There's waves. The farmland is beautiful. Like, like, literally the word I'll use to describe that place in every sentence is beautiful. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but my mom showed me a document of her birth certificate, and they really kept track of, like, everything. Like, it, it didn't just... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, it didn't even list just her mom and her dad. It listed, like, her mom's mom, her mom's dad, her dad's mom, her dad's dad. Like, it was just... I was like, I don't even think an American birth certificate has that kind of, like, lineage nope. <laughs> trace. You know what I mean? So it's kind of... It's interesting to see that back in, like, the 1960s on an island off the coast of Portugal you would get like a certificate that really showed you know everything somebody's yeah absolutely somebody's familial history it's it's kind of beautiful it's really beautiful in a way yep i wish like god i wish i could find more but unfortunately after i mean i want to say my three times great grandparents on the portuguese side there's kind of traces gone cold unless mm. i were to try to write to any kind of Portuguese like town halls and any of the surrounding towns that they lived in to find information. Hmm. Same with um, the Irish side of my family, because apparently at one point in Ireland, there was a huge fire um, in a parish or some kind, either a town hall or a church that housed um, documents mm-hmm. for most of the country. So wow. censuses and information before I think the 1840s are almost completely lost. That is so sad. For a sad. lot of families. That is so is. sad. I was able to trace, so Irish side of my family, I was able to trace to um, County Clare and um, County Mayo. And Irish side of the family is uh, Via de Nova de Gaia. And wow. that's it. <laughs> Damn. I don't know anything else. Damn. Yeah. 
That's crazy. I mean, it's so it's so nuts to think that like at some like, you know, you you got to witness it, but in any of our histories, at some point, that trail just it gets cold. You know. Absolutely. It's just there's like no more information to be found. Yeah, you know that's the thing about life and history. It just keeps <laughs> it just keeps on rolling, and new things just keep on happening, whether good or bad. Yeah. Well, I hope that you know in the future, for if I ever have kids or other younger family members, I've already laid a good foundation for them to mm. look into or do even more research on our family members. Wow, that's interesting to think of. You did a lot of the groundwork to cover like future generations. Yep, I think uh, the family tree that I'm working on for my um, has over 1,500 people in it. Holy cow. <laughs> Whoa, that's a lot of... I mean, I will say this. Not all of them are like... I'm not done researching all of them. And some of them are people who like are, are related by marriage and stuff like going back and basically just like branching off the entire. So like, you know, I go to third cousin, third cousin's wife, third cousin's wife's parents and family. So, but in a way it's all connected anyway. Right. I no. have a, <laughs> so funny, kind of funny story. Um, my family is related two times to um, another family, my great-grandfather, Alberto, um, one of his sisters married the one of the sons of this particular family, and then his wife, my great-grandmother, Catherine, or Kay, as she was called, one of her cousins married the younger brother from the same family. Oh. So, yeah, on both sides of um, their families they married into that other particular family huh i mean so again all all, the, it's all connected yeah all in the family <laughs> <laughs> oh oh god no no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> no i know i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. no i'm a bad see i'm a bad person i put that's why i put the explicit on the podcast episodes because at some Jeez. point i say something stupid <laughs> You know what's funny? They're blood related. I know, I know. I was just—it's just a stupid, silly joke. Uh, there, there actually is an interesting. Uh, there, it's like a Facebook meme. So take it with eight grains of salt if you must. But it was two twin brothers married a set of twin sisters, and apparently because you know their DNA is so is so exact, the twins, that technically, if those two sets of couples had kids the kids would be genetically brother and sister or brothers and sisters, even though, yep. even though they're cousins because of just science, because of science, mm-hmm. they're brother and sister. <laughs> and it's just, it Ugh. boggles my mind. It's like wild. It's like such a, it's like a weird thing, but it's like a cool, weird thing. Yeah. And then I'm just like, what if they have twins? And what if those twins decide to rule okay. the world? And it's just an army of twins. No. No, I don't mean like this is going to be. A... No, no, no. I'm just saying, army of twins. Did you ever hear of that? I think there was that supposed town in South America that had the highest rate of twins born per capita of any other place in the world. Oh, wow, in South America, you they said? control the world. I'm pretty sure in South America. I can't. I can't remember exactly, but it was one of those weird internet rumors would like show up on lists of weird history facts or something all right we need to keep an eye on these guys i'm like i'm <laughs> i'm not playing the last thing i want are twin or like groups of twins to take over the world 
no, it's okay because uh, they're just going to find each other and then escape to Witch Mountain. Was that a Disney Channel movie? <laughs> it was. It was. Oh my god! Wasn't the bad guy like in a commercial for like a lawyer or something? I- God, I think so. I can't even remember. I don't know. I have the 90s and early 2000s are just such a blur, but mm. I, I remember that movie. Oh, my Lord. I like, I only vaguely remember that it was like the whole crux of like these two kids were running away to try to get to Witch Mountain and they were twins. And then it was like all these other twins meeting up and being like taken away at the top of Witch Mountain. Wasn't there like, it, it, was there aliens involved? I think so. Oh man, Whew, odd weird. movie. <laughs> it's like it, that kind of reminds me of the. Uh, ooh, maybe I'm mixing the movies up. I'm remembering the Scooby. <laughs> I'm remembering the Scooby Doo movies. I know they had the Zombie Island, and I know they had the Witch one. But I think I'm putting aliens into the Witch one, even though they might not have been in the Witch one. Oh, I, I, don't I can't know. remember. It's been so long since I've seen most Scooby Doo movies. Yeah, we're at that age. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, you know, but speaking of good old classic movies, I have a question yes. that needs to be answered because my last guest could not answer this question. All right. Okay. Isn't the Goofy movie extremely underrated? Yes. Well, no, actually. No. That's the movie that's mostly listed. Like when people talk about any, like, of either a Goofy movie or an extremely Goofy movie, that is one, that is the one that is considered like, the underdog, or it's, to me, it's recently had a resurgence in popularity within mm. the past, I'd say, three or so years, with people being like, hey, wait a second, this movie was amazing, and yeah. also, it seems that everybody saw it and loved it. Why aren't we talking about yes. it? Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I agree. The Goofy movie needs to have way more credit, because it deserves it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I go to Disney World and I see Goofy, but where's Max? All right, where's Powerline? I mean, Max is Max is canonically the only child, the only actual like biological child of any of the uh, the main like Mickey Mouse crew. Right, because Mickey Mi- doesn't have kids. Right, Donald doesn't have kids. Right, he just has the three nephews. Yeah, that is so. You're right. That is weird. And where's his mom? Excuse me, but where's 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 Max's mom? I think it's I think it's supposed to be implied that she died when he was a lot younger. No one knows who she was though. Do you think? The other thing. There's do you been think, no. Do you think Goofy can reproduce asexually? Is this a? <gasps> it's a I'm, horrible idea. It's is a it? horrible idea, but it's but it's better than the idea of um, Goofy knowing a woman biblically. <laughs> <laughs> the way you put it is just chef's kiss. <laughs> Mwah. Love it. I love it. Nobody wants to know Goofy's like, Mwah. thank you. <laughs> you. Well, because imagine the sounds he'd make. Oh, yuck. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> he'd also do the uh, the scream. Absolutely. Oh my god. I ugh, that's his O face. Imagine that. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I told you. I'm sorry. Uh, awful. <laughs> oh my god. Are you ready to play a game? I am ready to play a game. All right, let's play this game. Uh Elliot. 
I, in front of you, I have a Choose Your Own Adventure book. <gasps> I love those books. You love these books? All right. Yes, I actually, I did the, I had the Goosebumps ones, and my dad had given me a couple of, like, fantasy adventure, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Ooh. What's your favorite Goosebumps book? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like the one, and spoilers if no one's read this one, or I can't exactly remember the title. It's the one where the girl thinks she's living next door to ghosts hmm. and then realizes that she was a ghost the whole time. Oh, that's scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Yep. The one I remember like reading and enjoying was the one where this i think it was in the show but it wasn't my favorite in the show she like goes back in time like her and her brother go back in time or something oh is that the cuckoo clock of doom i, I think so they they end up going back into like medieval times and they're just like oh no th different one i'm thinking of. yeah they're like uh how do we get back and people are trying to kill them and they're just like please oh, no god Please I was no. thinking of the one where where the kid discovers a cuckoo clock in an antique shop that um, sends him back in time until he's, like, getting younger and younger. And oh. by the time he's finally able to reverse it, he accidentally erases his younger sister from existence. <gasps> and the book ends with him being like, well, I'll go back and get her at some point. <laughs> eh, she stole my Sega. She's on my, she's on the bottom of my. Priorities. Oh well, yeah, no. In the in the book, they made that the little sister was the most unlikable, the un, most unlikable younger sister in the history of younger sisters. Yeah, we ain't missing much. Yep. <laughs> um, one last shout out before we start the game. Uh, shout yep. out to the Goosebumps uh, episode, uh, the Halloween one, where the girl puts on the mask and it gets stuck. Oh. That one, yes. That one was scary. I tell you. Uh huh. That one was scary. That one's a classic too. That's probably my favorite, next to the puppet one. That one's probably my favorite. Oh God! Yeah, Night of the Living Dummy. I Ooh. can't. Honestly, when I was a kid, I couldn't mess with like doll movies. Like I couldn't mess with the Goosebumps. <laughs> I couldn't mess with Chucky. I think it was because oh, I I accidentally watched or like I stumbled upon like somebody watching this like really old weird. <laughs> like Pinocchio movie where like Ooh. yeah this woman finds a like curse like Pinocchio voodoo doll thing and she brings it home and like all of a sudden like her daughter starts acting up and they don't oh, know no. and they don't know if the doll is like kind of messing with the daughter like manipulating her if the doll's doing it or if it's just the girl is like the daughter is just kind of insane like nobody knows and it's like such a it like totally horrified me from doll genre it wasn't until i watched like what was it uh the seed of chucky where it was just more comedy <laughs> it was more comedy yeah. than horror so i was able to kind of like oh okay all right this is fine <laughs> um but yes let's play this game so yes in the tomb that we're going to play the tomb you get two lives you get one free pass to skip any riddle or any puzzle can't, mm. You cannot use the pass to reverse death, just so you know. And you get <gasps> and you get one hint pass. So Okay, if, so if you, one free pass to skip, one hint pass. And two lives. Two lives. You're you're very equipped. You're very equipped for this. You ready for this? Okay. I'm super ready. Okay. All right. So you and your team of archaeologists have stumbled upon an undiscovered tomb. Upon entering, you had fallen victim to an ancient trap sending you down, down, down below the tomb itself. You awaken in a damp and dark room. 
A torch is lit and is hanging from the wall behind you. In front of you are three doorways. One to the left, one in front, and one to the right. What do you do? Can I take the torch off the wall? You can take the torch off the wall. Okay, I take the torch off the wall. Perfect. So you have a door to the left, one in front, and one to the right. Proceed to the door to the right. So you take the door to the right. All right. You pick the path to the right and follow the hallway down to a circular room. In the center of a room is an old man with sockets where his eyes used to be. Hello, he bellows. Who are you? Um, I tell him my name and ask what he's doing. Nothing. I have no eyes. There's nowhere for me to go. <laughs> but it's nice to meet you, Ellie. <laughs> do you want to get the hell out of here? I do. How do I get out of here? Well, sir? you must solve my riddle to advance through the tomb. Answer me this. What word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Huh. God damn it. This is something that a kid could probably figure out, but I'm going to need a hint. You need a hint? I do. The word is right in front of you. What word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? Ah, the word is short. Holy shit, my eyes! <laughs> you witness the man curl backwards, and when he comes forward, you see his sockets have been filled with one brown eye and one blue eye. Oh, let me tell you, that sucked not seeing. All right, you pass. He stands up towards the wall behind him and says, open up! And the wall separates to reveal a new pathway. Okay. Page seven. A secret pass, uh, a secret passageway appears, and you take the path and notice that it is getting dimmer and dimmer the further you go. Thankfully, with the torch, the path is still visible. You get to the end, and a pedestal stands in front of you with a square slot in the middle. You come across three stone tablets hung on the wall with phrases. Above the tablets, written on the wall, there is a message. Two truths and a lie, baby. The point of this puzzle is to pick the lie. The th so uh, here are your three guesses. Subway has more restaurants than McDonald's. Cardi B's real name is Bel Belkalis Marlenis Almanzar. And there are only two parts of the body that can heal themselves. I have doubts about Subway having more restaurants than McDonald's, seeing as how McDonald's is global. Uh, I pick the I pick the tablet that's about McDonald's and Subway. You put the Subway tablet into the square slot, and you hear a low humming sound. Meat fresh, and a giant sub falls <laughs> no. from the roof and kills you. Oh, no. <laughs> Rewind. All right. So, yes. Oh, fun fact. Subway has more international restaurants than McDonald's. Uh, I should have known I couldn't have outlogic that. <laughs> you would think it's the other way around. It, just honestly, you know. <laughs> you know? But 
So now, so the two tablets that are left, the subway tablet has been erased from existence. The two tablets that are left are Cardi B's real name is Belkalis Marlenis Almanzar. And there are only two parts of the body that can heal themselves. That can't heal themselves. Sorry. Can't heal themselves. Sorry. My bad. My hmm. B. Hmm. Oh, God. Um, pass. You use the pass? I use the pass. I'm using all of my lifelines. All right. You still have one life left. The, an- the-, the answer... The lie was that there are only two parts of the body that can't heal themselves. There's only one part of the body that cannot heal itself, and it's your teeth. Uh Ah. Yeah, I, uh, so the Cardi B one, when I looked it up, it was like, Cardi B's real name is (laughs) Cardigan Backyard again, and I was like, I am not. (laughs) I refuse. So I like, I, I looked up her real name because I was like, screw it, juxtaposed to cardigan backyard again. I'm safe. I mean, <laughs> I just real quick before we go on, I love jokes like that. It's like ah yes, Jim short for Jimothy. <laughs> I love, I love, I love jokes like that. It's like oh yes, um, Jimothy. Oh, uh, God. His like yeah, Cardi B's real real name is Cardigan Backyard again. I mean, Fantastic. it should. It should be. It really should be. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm not going to tell her what to do. She earned that money, but like, maybe call yourself Cardigan Backyard again. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> just legally. Just legally. It. <laughs> I mean, it is a nice name. I, when I read it, I was like, mm. I would have never guessed that was her name. Never in a million years. Mm. Um. All right. So page 11. A bright light. <sighs> a bright light illuminates the room and you get the feeling that you won't need the torch anymore. A secret passageway appears in the wall and you take it. You go down the path and come across a really bad Freddie Mercury impersonator practicing in place with a microphone. Hey, man. Thanks for showing up to my one-man show. Uh, Do you mind helping me out? I need at least three of my songs to perform. Do you know any Queen songs? Yes. All right. Can you give me, like, three? Yes, of course. Um, Killer Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Fat Bottom Girls. Fat bottom girls, you make the <laughs> rocking world go round. <laughs> Thanks. Perfect. I'm ready for the show. Get out of here. Oh, God. <laughs> Page 15. <laughs> you arrive in a room in front of a giant monitor with an old school desktop computer. What's a computer doing in this room? I don't know. Forget about it. Anyhow. <laughs> The computer says zero one zero 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 one zero one one zero one 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 zero zero one 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 zero zero one one zero one 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 zero one 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 zero one one zero zero one zero one zero one one zero zero one zero zero one one zero zero holy shit screw that uh just solve these math questions in 15 seconds mate no <laughs> you want 20 <laughs> please <laughs> all right 20 seconds go 10 times 5 oh 50 9 times 2 18 4 times 7 oh fuck um <laughs> wait no no how no, old are you how old no. are you <laughs> oh, i'm 27 plus one 
28. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, 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 eight times eight. Eight times eight. Oh, um, 64. Okay. Four times 12. Ah, how dare you do this to me? Um, <laughs> come on, 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 I'm trying. I'm Ooh, trying. I'm, I'm trying. sorry. 43. You are zero help in my quest for weapons no. of mass destruction. <laughs> the computer reveals a flamethrower in the desktop and burns your ass to a crisp. Womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> um um <laughs> all right so you do you did have one more life so we're gonna take a little rewind okay okay are you comfortable doing all five or do you want to just do the last one no just the last one please uh, okay what was it 12 times four 12 times four um four times two is Wait, 12 times 4, 4 times 2 is 8. Uh, 4 times 1 is 4 plus 1 more fifth. Nope. I lost the numbers. Nope. 4 times 2 is? No, oh god. No, no, no. you got you. I got you. You're good. 4 times 2 is what? 8. 4 times 1 is what? 4. And then you put those numbers together. They make? 48. Yay! Awesome! Thank Thanks. you. Those are the nuclear war codes to destroy the moon! Yay! <laughs> well, everyone's going to know that I haven't gotten better at math since second grade. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I was kind of yelling at you during that. <laughs> imagine imagine your teacher, like you were in like elementary school and your teacher was saying, oh, math questions. oh, come on! Go, go, go! 20 seconds! <laughs> <laughs> I would have had a heart attack before I left elementary school. See, this is why I'm not in education. <laughs> I, I would be no help. <laughs> All right. Whew. Page 20. Oh, my God. My heart's racing. <laughs> uh, you arrive in the final room. There, oh, is, there is a golden staff held in place by the pedestal. There are steps up to the pedestal, but inscribed on the steps are the lyrics to the Fairly Odd Parents theme song. If you can sing the entire chorus, you will earn the staff. I mean, I know the in which part. Which part is the? Yeah, if you can sing. What part's the chorus of it? Because sing... I know the entire theme song. Oh, girl, start from the top. <laughs> Shit. Um. Timmy is your average kid who no one understands. Ba-na. Mom and dad and Vicky. Mom and dad and Vicky always giving him commands. Um, doom and gloom up in his room is broken instantly because of magic little fish who grant his every wish. Because in reality, they are his odd parents, fairly odd parents. Wands and wings. Floaty crowny thing. Bam, odd parents, fairly odd parents. Fairly odd parents. Beefy bum, really big bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Really hot pea pod, hot bod. Oh. Hot rod. Ooh. Um, obtuse green moose guava. Um, what is it? Obtuse rubber goose green moose. Goose green moose guava juice. Giant yeah. snake birthday cake. Large mm. bright chocolate shake. Da na na na. Odd parents. Odd parents. Barely odd parents. Congratulations! You conquered the tomb of Tutankhamun. You retrieved the. Oh God. Tr- <laughs> you retrieved the staff, and your crew found a safe way to reach you and get you out of there. It's a win-win for everyone, except all the people that died in the process. 
including me twice <laughs> including you twice yay thank, thank god thank god for time uh reversals yay <laughs> that was fun that was a lot of fun that was fun that was good <laughs> thank you thank you you did really good oh thanks thanks there you go <laughs> perfect perfect all right damn so huh fairly odd parents fairly odd parents were they your favorite was that one of your favorites it was one of my favorites so it was like danny phantom and stuff Ooh, danny phantom's a good one which which sucks because like turns out that butch hartman sucks no but the shows were good oh not another one not another one i know right so what's his thing what happened to butch hartman because i need to know uh i think uh it was found out like he was re- like more recently like stealing art and stuff Ooh. Just being like a not great person overall, oh, so gotcha. people are like, oh, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I found that like after uh, the whole like like our generation grew up, I saw a lot of stuff about nothing nothing per like nothing bad, nothing that I saw, but it was just kind of like I saw him do more advertisements, like asking like if people wanted to do art classes and stuff like that, and he like yeah, and he like kept talking. Like he was- scrape in the barrel yeah yeah and like he kept revisiting danny phantom and redrawing them older and like giving out these ideas but really doing nothing and it was like these and it was like these bad i remember like the older redesigns for them and everyone's like these are kind of bad yeah i mean like you could go to deviant art and find a lot better ones oh yeah oh Yeah. yeah yeah but like i think though uh i will say in terms of like kid shows when i was younger um, my obsession was Teen Titans. Classic. Chef's Kiss. <laughs> Love it. Who was your favorite Titan? Oh, Raven. Why? I, I was Raven. a wannabe goth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> yep. Did you hang out with um, – so like when I was in middle school, I found myself kind of gravitating more towards – like I'm kind of like you. Like I wasn't really goth or like anything like that. But I found mm-hmm. that I just naturally gravitated towards people who were like who did express themselves that way and like yep, skateboarders. So did I. All of my friends were emo scene goth, heavily mm. shopping at Hot Topic, wearing trip pants, and uh, all of us watching anime and stuff like that. And I was the one in jeans and a t-shirt and a hoodie, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you were just wish like- I looked like you guys." <laughs> Like if this was an anime, you were like the sidekick to the right, like the little like cute chibi sidekick to the right, like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was like, I was just like, yeah, you guys are cool. <laughs> I was, I'm honestly, I <laughs> please let me be friends with you. <laughs> I relate because uh, I always kind of <laughs> looked up to Squid from Rocket Power. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I always looked at him and I'm like, I'm this guy. I accept it. It's cool. Oh, yup. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. It was just, like, it was always funny because, like, like I said, I gravitated towards, like, those people, like, alternative culture and things like that. So I hung around with skateboarders mm. and who were, like, they were cool, ollies, kickflips, stuff like that. And I, I, I could go on it and give a little push, get a little nice cruise out yep. of it. Oh. And I could, I could never. I tried learning how to skateboard. My dad tried to teach me how. I uh, stood on the board one time and I tried slightly to like give myself a little push and i slammed down like on my chin so hard hmm. and i was like well nope never doing this again yeah yeah once you get once you get one bad fall it's kind of 
was like, ah, ha, ha, wow, <laughs> not worth it. Yeah, see, that's why I don't trust Razor scooters anymore. Oh, oh yeah. I loved, I loved, I loved my scooter though when I was a kid. Yeah, they were so much fun. I love doing like trying to do tricks with them, like jump off it, give a nice little spin, as if I was doing something cool. Until you, you know, mm. Hit break your ankles. <laughs> How do we all live the same childhood? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're all clumsy kids who thought we were going to be on X Games. Yeah. Honestly, I miss that. I miss when, like, alternative culture was kind of, like, more popular or more, like, uh, you know what I mean? When counterculture was kind of the culture almost. Yeah. Kind of miss those days. Like, when there used to be stuff like um, shows featuring and, like, talking about skateboarders and stuff like that. Right, right. Or, like, somebody like Avril Lavigne could actually, like, make it in, like, the music industry. Like, yeah, be really, really big. Like, every kid, want, like, every little girl wanted to uh, wear a tie over a t-shirt. Mm, mm. And have, like, flat ironed hair with chunky highlights because yeah. of her. Oh, my God. And it's so funny because she was, like, like, looking back, it was, like, she was definitely scratching the surface when you compare her to, like, some of the more, like, <laughs> more, like, alternative people. But it's awesome that, like, yeah. even still, like, somebody like her was able to just, like break the norms her and pink honestly i love pink i give pink so much credit for what she does yeah. <laughs> yes if pink, pink is very cool if she ever if pink ever ends up being a garbage person i'm probably gonna have to pack up my bags and just leave oh you know yeah I mean, she, she's just i so far everything about her seems you know i mean she had very intense anger issues that she needed to work on mm. but it seems like she did work on those so i didn't know that about her yeah, I think it led to um, her and her husband, their first uh, really bad breakup was yeah. because, yeah. I like I like how they presented themselves, though. She, um, I remember, I think she proposed to him while he was, yes. while yeah. he was on his bike. What? Yes, I remember I saw that in like a, a VH1 special. Yeah. Oh, she has so much power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much power. I wish I had that power. I want that power. All right. I mean, you can. You can propose to any woman you want. Or any dirt biker you please. But can I propose to the dirt bike? Yes. <gasps> oh my god, I'm taking I'm buying a bike in Alabama. If, if that's what if that's what floats your boat, why not? Oh my god, I'm buying a bike in Alabama. We're getting hitched. Let's go. Let's go. Fantastic. <laughs> Al- <laughs> you can put a you can put a hitch on your on my dirt bike. Dirt I, I f- bike and get hitched. All right. Ooh. Okay. I like the wordplay. I like the wordplay. <laughs> I'm feeling really silly today. I don't know what it is. I woke up yes. today. I just, I'm in this good mood. I feel really silly. I think, I think the sun's been out this week and I've just been absorbing, yep. absorbing all that good sun rays and. Yeah. Now that, now that I know spring is coming back, I'm definitely snapping out of my uh, winter funk. Okay. So you get that too? Absolutely. It's the worst. Everything is dark and cold and wet. Yeah, the sun goes down at 4.30. It's just not fun. It's all gray. It's sad. <laughs> Dislike strongly. What's like? What's your favorite activity in warmer weather? Oh, God, just um, reading outside. Oh, that's really cute. I like that. Like, just be, like, yeah, seriously, just being able to be outside mm. is nice. What's your favorite thing to read? Like, what's kind of what's a genre that really speaks to you? 
Hmm. I really like historical fiction. Hmm. Um, I also have a great guilty pleasure in, um, I think, like, true crime novels. Or not even true crime, but, like, mystery thriller okay. style novels. Um, I think, like, say, those uh, James Patterson books are great beach reads. Hmm. <laughs> he has a giant selection of books. Exactly. Giant. I went to Barnes and Nobles and he had like a whole bookshelf just to himself. Yep. Well, I think like, I don't know, is he what would be considered a serial author? Like, because they What's a serial? serials or something like that. I a... think like. Sorry. I think I'm just saying this is me like not entirely knowing actually. Yeah. Um, I would think like serial authors. Oh, would be like, um, yeah, like right in um, serials. Like they put out a huge, like a large amount of books regularly that fit into a certain genre or like follow the same characters. Mm. So like not just a, not just a series, but like. It's almost like them- yeah. thematically <laughs> the same almost. I think so. Again, I don't quote me on that. I'm probably no, super I, wrong, and there's someone who's going to listen to this and be shouting and going, "That is not that, what a serial author <laughs> is. You don't know what you're talking about." Oh boy. Um. Re- listen, mystery listener, relax. All right, relax. <laughs> this ain't this ain't the pawn shop. We're not calling it. We're, we're not all experts here. All right. We're just we're just normal people. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to live our day to day. You know. Yup. Exactly. <laughs> all right. You ready to you ready to do the last part, the trivia? Yes, I am. All right, let's do this. So you get one minute on the clock. I'll start it after I read the first question. Okay. If you get the question right, I'm going to move on. If you get it wrong, you can re-answer, but you can also pass. So I, if, if you don't know it, just pass it, and we'll come back to it at the end if we have extra time. Okay. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, what holiday is All Hallows' Eve? Halloween. The opposite of smooth. Rough. What document is needed to travel abroad? Passport. What is a pen made from bird's feather called? Oh, a quill. What is a reference book for synonyms called? Thesaurus. Okay. Spell embarrass. Pass. (laughs) What celestial event triggers a werewolf to transform from a human into a wolf? Full moon. What is leaving a spoken recorded message on someone's phone called? Voicemail. What is the abbreviation for pounds? LBS. What does the R and NRA stand for? Rifle. Spell embarrass. E-M-B-A-R-A-S-S. Wrong. You're missing one letter. Ah, uh, is it a second R? Spell it out. Spell it out. E-M-B-A-R-R-A-S-S. Damn. Woo, Ellie! Woo-hoo. You got all ten <laughs> under a minute. Let's Woo. <laughs> go! Literally fifty-nine seconds on the clock. Good for you. Good for you. Fantastic! Awesome! <laughs> wow! Wow! Good for you. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, I usually, <laughs> I'm so used to the format where I usually go through the the, the questions you got wrong, but like, <laughs> you didn't get any. So. <laughs> I'm fast. You're good. Yeah. I, you you want to see some real speed? <laughs> You're too slow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I had fun. Ellie, did you have fun? Yes, me too. 
I'm glad. Awesome. Good day. Good day? Yes, very good day. Good day. All right, everybody. That concludes our very fun episode with Ellie. Uh, You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and you can keep up with us and listen to every episode on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google, anywhere you get your podcasts, except SoundCloud. They hate me for some reason. Ellie, is there anything else you'd like to say to the audience? Um, have a great day. Stay safe out there and be nice to people. Wonderful words to live by. Y'all have a good night.